0: If you like baseball, then this is your show.
1: Noah and Brian and Adam are host. Trashing on the umps and making hot takes. We love Joe Panic because he rakes. Yeah. It's a non-stop
2: baseball podcast. We're
0: back. <laughs> <laughs> what is up <laughs> everyone? Here we are. Non-stop <laughs> baseball <laughs> podcast. Oh my gosh! We have a theme song now provided by my brother Ethan, one of our most loyal listeners. Um, what what a theme song! Um, I, I, I will say I am ever so slightly, mildly disappointed that it does not mention chicken tenders. That's what exactly what I was gonna say as, as soon as I got the email with the theme song. I I literally the first thought I had was how is he gonna fit the word chicken
1: tenders? <laughs> <laughs> into this stuff? Contrary to you guys, it's a banger. It is. Oh no, 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 it is a banger. No, 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 no problems with wrong. the lack. I was gonna say I have no problems with the lack of chicken tendies because I mean, let's be honest, yeah, chicken I tendies mean, are always in our heart. That's
0: true. Yeah. You also I just I, like you Joe can't Panic. fit
1: every meme into
0: a jingle, basically. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I mean, it, the priorities were in the right place. Joe Panic needs to be in there. More Not so only Joe Panic,
1: contenders. Joe Panic raking. Yeah,
2: which what, which what else feels, does he do? Feels like an oxymoron.
0: <laughs>
2: like, uh, I don't
1: know what you're talking about. <laughs> That's all he does is rake.
0: But no, yeah, as the song said, here we are. I am Noah I'm here with Brian and Adam. How are you guys doing? Man, I
1: mean, I'm doing great. Played a softball game yesterday. Got a little too heated. Hit some golf balls. Got my anger out and I'm here. I'm chilling. We love it.
2: You know, what about we, you, Adam? I'm, I'm
0: mixed emotions, but yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we'll get into it. It's crazy to think that we are introducing a uh, a theme song today, and that's not the biggest news we have because we ready, have some bigger news. We'll
1: on, you know, we'll you know, Tom Brady coming out of retirement. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh no. Baseballs, oh, yeah. uh, man.
2: <laughs> we haven't agreed upon cba baby
0: yes we haven't agreed upon cba i oh would say gosh, i would say it's a here. triumphant return
2: but man it did, did not feel oh, that way <laughs> it just Wait felt up. like finally
0: <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah okay <laughs> i get that golden State cider and celebration you know oh, talking about nice non-sponsor little. nice open to deals though
2: yeah, yeah, I got a high, I got a high noon right here, uh, and that is kind of sponsored. I, I work for them, so
0: <laughs> okay. Well, I, I have work a for the parent
2: Quality cup. water. Mm. What Jeez. a weird day that Brian's the responsible one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway, but yes, here we are with a new collective bargaining agreement, uh, and which means we're going to play a full 162 games. We got a lot of Woo-hoo! stuff. Um. No, yeah, I think it was over, was it 99 days of
1: lockout, 100, something like that? It was sure. too many. It was, it a way was too many. however many days it was, too long. Yes, <laughs> it exactly. was something that could have been completely avoided.
2: But they only had to drag it out this long because they strategically ended the lockout on the 69th day of 2022, <laughs> which was, I mean, basically perfect.
1: You also got to love the, like, five fake deadlines they set. Like, I don't know what was up with these deadlines, but they kept saying, like, hey, we got a deadline tonight at midnight.
2: Yep. And also, uh, you know, obviously, uh, based off some of the news today, uh, this is a lockout that officially lasted longer than Tom Brady's retirement.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dude, I also like the fact of these fake deadlines they kept setting. One of them, they told the players – hey, we're going to get you an offer before this like deadline, and you guys could like figure out if you're accepting it or not. We could go from there. And then they yep. just didn't s- submit anything to the players and cancel the week of the season. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Which is just <laughs> great. I, I also, feel like that really yep. sums up how it went.
2: Yeah, and I just, I have to also bring this up. And and if you don't think Tom Brady uh, relates to this at all, he absolutely does. Uh, Tom Brady is the last active professional athlete that was drafted by the Montreal Expos. Yes, this is true. We still have an Expos player that is an active athlete.
0: Yeah, we are out and now we're back in. Yep, we were back in. Yeah, well... We got a lot of new uh news with the CBA. I mean, just starting off, I mean, I don't know what's the what would be considered the biggest news, but universal DH pretty big. I mean, we knew it was coming, but yeah. you know, that's going to change baseball forever. Um yeah, forever. Oh, yeah, you it's crazy. Looking it definitely... at anything specifically with this? Uh, I
2: mean, it definitely, I mean, I, I, mean the note that I sort of put in and that we, that we sort of alluded to, I think, knowing that this was probably going to happen, um, which is like the Nelson Cruz, the Albert Pujols market, it's alive because there are some teams that are going to potentially, they're going to want a, a, a dedicated bat now.
0: Yes. <laughs> and one of the most exciting, uh, uh, free agent races because of this is it's, it seems that the Dodgers and Padres are, are in a race for Nelson Cruz. and. Yep. Uh, that's going to be exciting. You know, that rivalry was really fun at the beginning of the year last year. And especially with this new
1: added offseason element, it's going to yeah, be a lot. It got fun. a lot
2: less fun when the Padres started sucking. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> uh, uh,
1: I will just stay out of the Padres discussion.
2: Oh, okay. Cool. That's It's all right. I, you know, stay in neutral. Um, some other interesting news. I, I don't know how uh, you guys feel about this, but nine inning doubleheaders are back.
1: Honestly, personally, I didn't really. Care like it being seven innings felt weird,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but it also felt like because it was a doubleheader, it just felt like it was almost yeah. in a sense smarter. So I mean, it going back to nine innings, I don't really have any strong opinions either way.
0: Okay, so like, yeah, okay, I mean, I'm I'm kind of nine. similar on it. Yeah, I mean, I honestly liked seven inning doubleheaders because it's like it's a doubleheader, you know. It just and like it's not like the extra innings base runner where you're randomly in the middle of the game changing the rules. You're mm. just like, you know, it's a double header. So it's going to be a little different, but from the start to the finish and it, you know, on a double header, which can be a very long day, introduce some new strategy, you know, introduce some CGs, you know, mm. but uh, yeah, but whatever. Hey, speaking of that extra runner is gone.
2: Exactly.
1: I no think more that uh, no more extra inning Manford runners. I don't know. How were, how were, what were your guys' opinion of that rule that was put in place?
2: i I understood why right that you you want to but you want to increase potential scoring in extra innings to close games faster um I get that I think that there are potentially better ways to do it um and I also think that i I don't know if it actually has the desired effect um because both teams get it. So you're still putting both teams on equal footing. It's not like,
1: I, you know, my only counter argument to that is like the desired effect was to make games not as long. And I think on average, our extra inning games were shorter. So I guess in a sense, yeah, it did accomplish its goal. It was weird. And I understand why people disliked it, but like for the playoffs, I definitely don't think it should be there, but for the regular season. Yeah. Which it was not for the regular season. I honestly didn't have a problem with it. I just Even think we though, should
2: have a, like a hockey shootout, um, home run derby home to run end derby. games after the ninth inning. Which Speaking is in of talks.
1: That, yeah. Which is in talks They're, for uh, the All Star game. You, no, I'm pretty sure they are doing it for the All Star game now. I could be way off.
0: I think on I that. saw that too. Yeah, yeah, but I just wow. wasn't entirely sure, so I said which is in talks.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I'm pretty sure they are doing it for the All Star game. Which, dude, I want every All Star game to end in a tie. If that's true. Yeah, <laughs> that great. Honest but um i don't know i'm kind of surprised they took it out honestly i think a better alternative is starting with a runner on second is maybe starting with a runner on first
0: yeah
1: like maybe i i could see that being a better alternative because second base could get a little weird
2: yeah first base also keeps a double play in in play which exactly close an inning really
1: quickly and you Um, could use a bunt to like move it over and then because like I feel like a lot of teams with starting a runner on second would throw down that bunt and be like, okay, we've got two outs to get them in from third. But now it'd be like throwing down the bunt, one out from second. That makes things a lot harder. Like,
0: Yeah. Well, I don't know. Kind of like this was another rule where I thought it was going to be this drastic change, but then I didn't hate it as much. But it's yeah. still – and like I'm just I, – playoffs, I don't want a runner on second at all. I'm fine with it in the regular season. Just like I mentioned, I'm fine with the, you know, seven inning double headers. I thought both of them accomplished their goal and weren't like making me disgusted with the game. I was just like, oh, it's just a little different now. Yeah. But um, yeah. I don't know. It just it is kind of it was kind of weird for the runner where it's like, you, you know, it might be like this awesome pitched game where like no one's done anything wrong. And now it's like, OK, we're, we're just going to put someone on second. So it's kind of weird feeling. But yeah, I wouldn't hate it yeah sure that's a very solid opinion i agree
2: (laughs) yeah some other uh interesting changes uh we've got a 12 team playoff for this upcoming season i I don't know how you guys feel about that. i think one of us is very excited (laughs) (laughs) Um, i think
1: one of us is retroactively excited
2: (laughs) I mean, maybe. I don't know. If if <laughs> if in this if, if that was the case, if we had a 12-inning playoff last year, um, the Blue Jays and the Reds would have both been in. Uh, and a uh, fun fact, uh, the Padres still would have been out. You got to love that. Yeah. yeah I know, mean, that's how bad the second half collapse was from them. Um,
1: but, we'll we'll um, get to this later, but one team the Padres will not have to worry about this year beating them out for a playoff spot will be that same Reds team.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. But, I um, yeah, I, I don't
1: know. I think... Expanded
2: playoffs, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if I I don't know how I feel about it. it. It'll it'll be more interesting just to see if um it it'll just be interesting to see in the future like what teams end up getting in and if those teams, you know, are just get absolutely stomped in the first round or or what happens.
1: See, so I'm curious how the 12 team playoff is gonna work. Is our teams gonna be getting buys? Is that how they're doing it? Yes. Yep. And then, so the first two series will be series of five games then, I assume? I am not sure. Okay, I, I just, I think it could, because the playoffs is something that's very momentum heavy. And I could see us get into a situation where we see those teams with buys lose a lot. Yeah, maybe. Just like, dude, you Who sit knows? at home for five days and while these other teams are playing. Like, dude, think about how many World Series we've winnered winners we've seen where they just got hot and they just roll through it like the giants when they beat the tigers the tigers swept every series into the world series and the giants were going to max games like mm-hmm. game five game sevens and i think the tigers ended up having like close to a week off before playing the giants in the world series and the giants just rolled them 4 sweep let's go home like i i don't know i'm just wondering if we'll see that as like a unintended consequence of it i guess
0: yeah, who knows? So maybe the wild card round. Uh, the three seed. So yeah, let's say the three seed will host the uh six seed for a three game series.
1: Uh, oh, same with games.
0: the four. Same with the four and five, similar to the twenty twenty mm-hmm. season. The winners then. So yeah, the winners then advance uh, to the divisional round, as we've previously known it. Um. So yeah, for example, in twenty twenty one, the the Rays and the Astros would have had first round buys. With the Blue Jays, uh, going to Chicago to play the White Sox, and then the Yankees versus Red Sox. And the National League, the Giants and Brewers would have had a first round buy. With the Reds going to Atlanta, and then the Cardinals going to LA to face the Dodgers. So that's what it would have looked like in 2021.
1: A three game series is very interesting, like and it's that.
0: all at the host um and, teams. Reds, oh, that's or, or stadium.
1: Oh, interesting. That that makes that makes sense. Yeah, it's a guarantee home home field advantage for that team. I think that's kind of necessary in a three-game series, honestly. Yeah, I don't Uh, know. I mean, we'll we'll have to see how it plays out, right? Yeah. You can sort of theory craft it all you want, but I think my theory of like the top seeds with the bye getting rolled is not as significant with it being a three-game series as opposed to a five-game series.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think I'm a I'm a fan of this. I'm part of me thinks it might. Uh, deter some like really solid teams from spending as much but I don't I don't know maybe it's just I think you know those big teams that are looking to get a World Series are going to keep spending and I'm hoping this just encourages you know teams like you know that the Reds were last year to spend when they got the chance and get better
2: I mean it also right it also means that a team like the Blue Jays which was I think a better team than you know multiple teams that did make it in Um, getting to go in just because they're in a really hard division is, is good.
1: I think one negative of it also could potentially be the trade deadline. Cause I could see the amount of teams thinking they have a shot at the playoffs being greater. So less people are willing to move those people in the last year of their contract thinking they have a chance to go for it. So I don't know what team would be a good example of that, but. I just, I don't know I, the, we really don't know until it plays out. I think yeah, that's I mean, the
0: biggest trade thing. still happen in the NBA.
1: Yeah, oh, that is true.
2: Where everyone makes it true. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> anyway, speaking of teams uh, looking to win or
0: perhaps looking to lose, we've got a draft lottery. Yes. Speaking mm-hmm. of incentivizing, you know, teams that aren't as good to get good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So six pick draft lottery. Um And then a
2: 20 round amateur draft, which is huge, but
1: um, yeah. Something important to note of the six pick. It is the first six picks that are randomized, but it is of the bottom 15 teams. Yes. So it isn't necessarily strictly just the bottom six. So your team could barely miss the playoffs and still end up with the number one overall pick theoretically. Yes. Which I think is interesting. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not a bad way to
2: go about it. So um, I don't know. I, I, for the most part am kind of lukewarm on MLB draft stuff ever, because it is such a deep professional scene, unlike something like the NBA or the NFL where um, your first round picks are pretty much guaranteed to see professional play immediately Um, in baseball a lot Even of the people that years, get drafted, maybe. it takes some time, right? And I just think there's a lot less, you know, it, it, there's a lot less hype. It's obviously still important to get those good picks. Um, I just I just know I personally pay a lot less attention to it.
0: Yes. Um, and I think there is this perception that the MLB draft is a bit of a crapshoot. And I don't have the numbers in front of me right now, but I definitely came across something a while ago that did analyze the first, you know, top five picks or whatever compared to – the next picks and just the total war that those players put out at the major league level is so much higher than the rest of the draft. Um, oh, for sure, yeah. And once you, I mean, yeah. yeah, once you get past that first round, it's a lot more of a you know there's there's going to be random diamonds in the rough, but and there's been some historic you know busts in baseball like the one ones not quite turning out. But in terms of just wins above replacement, if you have an early pick, you're going to get a much better player.
2: Yeah. Which, I mean, that's sense. just true, right? Because, you know, people are doing their research on those players and it, that, that's just naturally going to happen. But, you know, it, it's also just true that in professional baseball, right, you know, you've got the MLB, but you've also got, you know, a pretty deep minor league system. Um, so you you tend to not see draft high draft players just immediately starting in, on the major league teams.
1: Um, so...
2: Yeah, I don't know.
1: It'll be interesting. Something else that was added is now players can only be optioned five times, which I think of all three of us, this affects my team the most. Uh, (laughs) The Giants had, I think, five or six players that they optioned more than five times last year. So pretty much if you option a player more than five times, you have to subject them to waivers. So it's not guaranteed you lose the player, but it does make it more likely. Uh, I think it's overall a good like, move. Yeah. Uh, I mean, players need some sort of consistency. It can't be great going from MLB to AAA all season long.
2: Yeah, you, you don't want teams to be able to just shuffle players back and forth between
1: the minor league systems like that. And I think another change that's important to mention while we're talking about this is the injured list has now also gone from 10 days back to 15 days like it used to be. Making it even harder for teams because the Giants definitely use that ten day IL a lot. Like for pitchers, you could almost put a pitcher on that, miss one start, and be good. Now you put a pitcher on it, it's going to be two starts. So you have to be thinking. You have to. It's going to change how teams use the injured list and options big time. Definitely.
0: I mean, I'm I'm at least for me, the big thing when this rule is just like considering how much is this going to affect the Tampa Bay Rays you know
1: <laughs> so there was actually an article the rays only cuz there was an article going in how many teams did like who it affects the most yeah the giants and i believe the yankees optioned players five or more times the most the rays only had one player they optioned five or more times so surprisingly <laughs> it did not affect the rays as much i guess they just had the they had the highest amount of different players optioned up and down Mm. so they, yeah they weren't doing avoided. it to one person
2: multiple
0: times nearly yeah. as often as i think people think yeah for sure <laughs> yeah. and then the um another thing is which i'm a fan of is in order to make a rule change the uh minimum you know uh deadline like before the season starts is now 45 days yep. so you know rule changes are gonna get agreed upon and then get placed in the action uh much quicker now which I think is a a good thing. And then um, there are some real changes like we mentioned so far, but then in 2023, we're looking to possibly add a lot more new things like a pitch clock and uh, bigger bases, all that stuff. But I'm a fan of the 45 day window. I don't know about you guys.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's, I think it's, I think the window of of time to implement changes, I think is a lot less important than the changes that are looking to be implemented. Um, But yeah, I mean, we'll see.
1: Yeah. It makes sense, right? Like 45 days, about a month and a half, enough time to figure it out in spring training before the season. Yep. It's whatever. It just makes sense. Uh, Another important change is they upped the minimum salary. I don't know exactly how much they upped it by, but it is now at 700,000 a year and it'll go up 20,000 every year until 2026, which is cool. Pay the players, right? They play a lot uh, yeah. of games; they deserve it.
0: Cool. Yeah. Well, yeah. And if you think, okay, well, this is just affecting a bunch of scrubs, right? Um, Corbin Burns last season made like six hundred eight thousand dollars, <laughs> so <laughs> as one uh, of the best
1: pitchers in baseball,
0: this NL Cy Young is. winner.
1: Uh, so yeah. And I guess it's important we mentioned the pre-R bonus pool while you're yes. talking about Corbin Burns. Yes. So now sir, there will be a pool sideways. of. million throughout the league that will pretty much just get separated to players like Corbin Burns, like uh, Vladimir Guerrero that are in pre arbitration, making that minimum salary kind of just help them get a little more money that in a sense they earned right they have a good season they earned it.
2: Yeah, I uh, I I know you brought up that you didn't know, but I do have the I did yeah, have the page up of how much the minimum salary did go up. The MLB has actually lagged behind pretty much every other major sport um, yeah. for a while now. Uh, 2021 minimum salary in the for baseball was uh, 570000 um, five hundred and seventy thousand. To compare that to some other stuff, um, 2021 for the NFL it was six hundred and sixty, um, and in the NBA. It was where's my NBA here? Uh, 898,000, and even in the NHL, it was 700,000. So, this basically puts uh, Major League Baseball sort of on par with everybody else. They were you know almost a quarter million under the other major three sports,
0: yeah. Well, and there's you know a lot of things to consider with that, like roster size, especially in terms of the NBA, but totally. Um, but yeah, still good because you know. These players are bringing in a lot of money, even though owners like to say it's a horrible business. But uh, yeah, yeah. and going back to Corbin Burns, as we talked about with this pre-R bonus pool, you know, if you uh, rank a certain place in terms of awards, you'll get some money. Uh, So Corbin Burns, as I mentioned, making $608,000 last year would have made $4.6 or $4.8 million in this uh, new CBA because he won the Cy Young. Um, yep. so yeah, just, which is good because it's like, with like, well, like Patrice junior obviously signed a big deal, but like Juan Soto, all these guys come up and they're like the best players in the league, but just not me- like making good money. It just feels wrong. So I like to see the players that you go to the ballpark to watch get paid. At least that's my thought on it.
1: Yeah. And something important to note about this bonus pool is it does, uh, impact your overall team salary that you look at in comparison to the luxury tax. So if a player like last year, the Yankees were trying to stay just below that luxury tax, I think they ended up just being a couple million below it. If they had a pre arbitration player go off and get two, $3 million extra, which probably would have pushed them over. They would have now been paying the luxury tax. So I think one potential negative of this is you may see teams cut even more salary and stay even farther away from the luxury tax. Which speaking of the luxury tax, I think probably the last uh, major thing to
2: talk about with the CBA is it's been up to 230 million. Uh, it was previously, I think, 210, um, and then up until 2026,
0: uh, it'll it'll up by about three to four million ish a year. Yes. No. Yeah. And if you're wondering why the negotiations were taking so long, the, it is mostly centered around this. <laughs> you know, it, the. <laughs> For those who don't know, the CBT, the um, what is competitive it? Competitive balance tax. Almost <laughs> some collective bargaining tax. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the competitive balance tax, otherwise yeah. known as the luxury tax. Um, yeah, it's not a cap, but is a cap basically. It's a cap. So it, it's yeah. a soft cap.
1: I would yeah, say yeah. only like three teams don't look at it as a cap.
0: Well, and yeah, so yeah, basically, if you go over, so in 2022, if a team's payroll goes over 230 million dollars. They will be penalized. They'll have to pay a tax as well as they'll lose uh, international spending money, they'll lose draft picks. And then if it's repeat offenders, you know, every year you get hit harder. You get hit harder. So that's why the Red Sox a few years ago, they spent a few years over. And then, you know, part of the whole trading Mookie bets is look, we've had the, you know, had our tax multiplied and had these things, we need to rebuild. That's part of the reason why yeah. Mookie was traded. So the,
2: there are times where it is smart to do it for one or two seasons yeah. and then get away from it. Because, mm-hmm. um, yeah, just just to briefly, it's 20% at one season, 30% after two consecutive. And once you hit three or more, every season past that, it's a
1: 50% tax rate. Which I believe that 50% is also part of this new collective bargaining agreement, isn't it? Uh, I think
2: it was part of the previous one. I'm not entirely sure. Okay.
1: Cause I remember reading somewhere that they added an extra tier and people were calling it the Steve Cohen tier because like <laughs> owners were so scared of what Steve Cohen might do with the New York Mets that they wanted to add like an extra tier that was even like stricter.
2: Yeah. I'm I'm not sure yeah if if uh the exact thing there. Yeah, yeah. My, But point the point being, right, is obviously it's not a hard cap. You can spend more than that, and it may even be smart to spend more of that if you really need a certain player or if you really think that you're that close to making a run for World Series. Um, but obviously, punishment gets pretty harsh if you stay above it for too long.
0: Yes, and by by and large, most teams have treated it as the cap, like the Yankees. Yes, I don't. I don't yeah teams that you think are big spenders do not go over the the CBT. Yeah, I mean
2: because it is just financially smart not to. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like it
1: Honestly, just you shouldn't do it. <laughs> I think it's literally just the Dodgers and the Mets now that are like consistently willing to be above it. I think the, the Red Sox, the Giants, some other teams are willing to go above it for a year or two, but I think consistently we'll only see the Dodgers and the Mets be above.
2: Yeah. I mean, so from 2003 to 2017, only eight teams passed it. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, a bunch of different times, the Red Sox yeah. being one of those teams, they were over it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Dodgers, you know, and the Yankees actually, well, the Yankees were over it for a, a long time. Yeah. Um, it's actually a relatively recent thing that they're, that they're not going over it. Um, but yeah, according to this, from, from 2003 to 2017, the Yankees paid $348 million in luxury tax. Ooh. yeah the dodgers <laughs> were the dodgers were the next highest at
0: 150 million so well, yeah but the the yankees won like eight world series in that oh time,
2: right? yeah not in yeah <laughs> Ooh, but not in
0: 2003 to 2017 oh, oh well, yeah oh well hmm. actually no, they weren't like they actually did when they win when's the last time they won they actually did win one of that. <laughs> Uh, I literally don't remember. I don't care. It's the Yankees. So, two
2: thousand nine.
1: Yeah, two thousand nine.
2: So they won one in
0: that stretch. Oh wait, no. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. So as soon as the CBA was agreed to by both sides, free agency was able to start very quickly. And I was ready for it to get off to a bang and it absolutely did not <laughs> the first night. I think that, I think that um, an important thing to note, right, is it
2: actually probably did get off to a bang, but I think official. that it's important that these are things that literally just weren't allowed to be talked about between players and teams. And so I think most of the bang right now is all behind the scenes.
1: <laughs> and something I read like some writer put out was like, I think we won't see any signings this first night because no teams want to admit they actually were communicating during the
2: yes, (laughs) Yeah. Because it's a big no, no, you
1: can't do that. No, no.
2: Yeah. Um, So, so yeah. I mean, obviously like some stuff was going to hit pretty, pretty quickly and some stuff did. Um, But I guarantee you, man, there are, there are some players and agents who've had nonstop communication since that CBA was agreed to.
1: Probably. And speaking of the first big signing was, uh, Carlos Rodon to the Giants for yeah. two years, $44 million with an opt-out. And this contract makes so much sense, and the deal makes so much sense, the player, the team, that I'm kind of like sad I wasn't on this earlier because this fits the Giants' bill. They needed a left-handed starter in their righty dominant. I mean, they had Alex Wood last year, and that was it. They bring Alex Wood back. They bring in Alex Cobb. They bring Descalfani back. We still have Logan Webb. It's like, okay, we got three righties and a lefty. Go get Carlos Rodon on this contract. He gets less years because he's had those injury concerns. He's had those fatigue issues. And, I mean, what has the Giants done the last couple years? They go get Disclafani that everyone's down on. He has a great year. Kevin Gosman, same thing. Alex Wood with all the injury issues. He has a great year. Dude, they got serviceable innings out of Aaron Sanchez last year. Like (laughs) – it's just what the giants do and i'm so excited to see lefty carlos rodon pitch
2: oh, yeah gonna be what so number do
1: you think he's gonna wear uh he is not wearing 55 it actually came out today yeah no has... i i yeah i know
2: that's why that's sort of <laughs> he, why i'm asking like because there's yeah, yeah. no way that the giants were gonna give him uh that so, number
1: um i don't think the giants were he chose not to pick oh really interesting what actually out. i like that that's good so he kind of talked to the team, and he apparently told them that he's not going to wear fifty-five. Okay. Which I have—I think every Giants fan has so much respect for him, even doing that, not even making it a discussion. Yeah, absolutely, because he wears number fifty-five. And for those of you that don't know, uh, San Francisco Giants legend Tim. Linsman, those of you who don't know,
0: 55. stop listening to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah,
1: boy, but um, that's a
2: big name to not know. <laughs> just kidding. We love you. but also like you should know yeah
1: yeah so it's pretty much just rodon has chose to not pick 55 just out of respect of what linscomb means for the giants and i think every giants fan loves rodon even more just for that yeah that's good yeah i love tim linscomb as much as everyone but personally i don't know if his number gets retired but it might be one of these those things that's like is retired but not officially retired if that makes sense like yeah. I wouldn't be shocked to see no one wear it again, but I also wouldn't be shocked to see it never be officially retired. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. sure. Um,
0: well, like, yeah, I mean, obviously, if you've been a long time listener of the podcast, you know I was high on Rodon before the 2021 season yes. and saw him just absolutely do his thing. Fall Fell off a little bit at the end of the season, but some numbers here. So in 2021, uh, Carlos Rodon threw 2,219 pitches. Uh, 2020, he threw 133, 2019, 696. And he, he hadn't gotten above 2,200 pitches since 2016. So I think it's just natural, you know, that fatigue, you know, like <laughs> when you yeah. haven't thrown that many pitches, it's just going to be part of it. But I think we could expect him to come back strong, especially with that, the staff the Giants got and some, I mean, you're just going to get a great fastball slider combo here from Rodon last year, yeah. 90 strikeouts with this fastball with that expected uh, slugging of 369, ex, ex-woba of 280. And it's funny, he had 90 strikeouts with his fastball, 91 with his slider. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, you know, ex- expected slugging of 138 on that slider and ex-woba of 160. So that slider is dominant. And, yeah, he's has got to do it against lefties, do it against righties. Great pitcher so. He's just a Giants. heck of a pitcher.
1: I-, I have a couple more crazy Carlos Rodon stats I just want to throw out. Uh, The first one is, per baseball savant, if we look at the most valuable pitches in baseball last year, here's the top five. Number five, Charlie Morton's curveball. Great pitch, right? Phenomenal pitch. Number four, Robbie Ray's fastball. Disgusting. Really good pitch. It's a disgusting fastball. Number three, Kevin Gosman's splitter. Nasty. Number two, Adrian Hauser's sinker. Pretty nasty itself. And the most valuable pitch last season was Carlos Rodon's fastball. Yep his four-seam fastball is the most Mm -hmm. valuable pitch in baseball last year, which is kind of – I did not realize his pitch was that dominant, but uh, that's pretty wild. Also, of the 79 pitchers that threw 130 innings last year, he was first in ERA, second in strikeout percentage, third in strikeout to walk percentage, and third in expected ERA, and fourth in fit. He was a beast. So, dude's insane. And I'm excited to see what he could do in Oracle Park. Now, one of the more pitcher-friendly. I love that of that top five,
2: the Giants lost one of those players, and the Jays lost one of those players, <laughs> and then they gained another one. <laughs> yes, both teams lost one and gained
1: one. <laughs> yep, <laughs> it's pretty um, funny. And they yeah. both moved up on the list too, if you think about it. Yeah, so that's pretty crazy. Yeah, wild. <laughs> um,
2: yeah, speaking of the uh, the Jays, you say Kikuchi. To the Jays, the three coach. years, three years, thirty-six million dollars. Um, man, uh, it's not often that uh, as a team you lose a Cy Young pitcher, um, and then potentially get a better rotation the next year. Yeah. Um, Barrios, Gossman, who we sort of just alluded to, uh, Alec Manoa, Ryu, and now Kikuchi, uh, most likely the. Um, the, the five-man rotation for the
1: Jays. I'm so happy about this. Yeah. I mean, I think they definitely needed a lefty starter too. And that's what yes. Kikuchi gives them. I and had a just, brief moment of panic there worrying he was not lefty, as I was saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and
0: just such a, I mean, another person that I've been high on for a while. I always loved Yusei Kikuchi. And I just think a, on a really good team's an awesome, you know, four or five starter. Yeah. Um, a lot really. of his, you know, baseball savant numbers are in the blue when you look at them, but I think there was a lot of growth last year. Just, he, you, you know, I don't know if it was, it was driveline, but he worked with some specialists really picked up a lot of velocity. Yeah. And I think, you know, you're going to the uh coaching staff that saw Robbie Ray's resurgence. Yeah. Um, it's,
2: it's really interesting because Kikuchi is, I think more similar to Robbie Ray than I think a lot of people might realize mm-hmm. in that he does have a lot of like really, really good stuff, but had command issues and had other, and had other like uh, problems along those lines um, that were the similar concerns that people had when Robbie Ray went to the blue Jays. Yeah. Um, and then, Whoa, Robbie Ray comes back, rains it all in and has a Cy Young season. Um, and man, if they can make lightning strike twice and have Kikuchi also throw, I mean, obviously, I'd be happy with, you know, a third of the season that Ray, that Robbie Ray was able to throw. Um, yeah. I
0: mean, if they can do that again, that is just an unreal starting five. Well, yeah. And I mean, if Coochie just does what he does last year, 29 games started 157 innings pitched at a four, four, one ERA on that. Right. Blue Jays team, if The rest of the rotation is healthy. That's
2: exactly what you need out of him. Yeah. I mean, if that's your five spot guy, you're not mad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um yeah love it super 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 good you sad to miss out on the on the
1: big cooch uh, brian uh i don't think that was in the discussion once they got rodon for the giants Oh <laughs> um, yeah for sure the, i mean the giants have their five stars i think the giants will get someone else but it'll probably be a smaller name a guy who can go to the pen and start or maybe another name I've seen a lot for the giants is like Duffy. Cause he won't return till the halfway mark. So who knows? Yeah. What yeah. about you with the red Sox?
0: Yeah. Well, obviously I'd like Kikuchi. Um, but just waiting to see what the red Sox do at this point, not super bummed. I just, I mean, I hope he does good wherever he goes, just for whatever reason, one of those players that I really like watching like rooting for. Yeah.
2: Um,
0: but uh, I guess another question that came up for me after this, though he's not really a part of it. Um, who gets opening day for the Blue Jays? Is it uh, Berrios, the young stud who they just extended? Is it Kevin Gosman, that new all-star signing? Or is it Ryu, that old you know all-star veteran that's been on their books for a while now? I yeah, it's actually got. kind of interesting. Um,
2: I don't know. Uh, because obviously the the sort of order that I listed them in, uh, Berrios, Gosman, Manoa, Ryu, Kikuchi is arguably sort of the power rank of the five. Um, but I also think that they don't actually do that in order because that does kind of stack all your right-handers and then all your left-handers at the end. Um, and sometimes in a series, you either want to alternate or at least show a team, you know, more than one, uh, more than one uh, arm. And uh, I, I think Barrios probably still gets the start. Um, for, for opening day, just because, you know, I think, I think you don't strictly want to, you know, throw your most recent trade signing for opening day. I think you want to at least show, because they're playing in Toronto. I think you want to show that crowd, somebody that they've at least seen before. <laughs> um, no. Not that Gossman would be a, a, a bad opening day starter
1: by any means. Um, but um,
2: yeah, I think it's various.
1: Isn't AAV wise, like, eh- Annual average salary isn't Gosman making more? Like I, um, I don't want to
2: say follow the money. He but might be. I'm not entirely sure. Let me actually. He
1: look. got a he got five years, one ten. I don't remember what Barrios got. He's
2: yeah, Gosman is yeah, one ten. I don't remember what Barrios got off the top of my head
1: either. Okay, I I think it's interesting. I mean, the discussion is definitely open. It'll probably come down to spring training who gets off to a better start. Yeah, and it probably will. I mean, watching Gosman pitch for two years. It kind of depends on the feel Goswin's gonna have for his splitter. He'll go through parts of the year where his splitter is just untouchable, yeah. and then he'll go through parts of the year where he kind of struggles to find the splitter. So yeah. if his splitter is working early, I could see them easily going with him because I, I think would Gosman's also nasty when his splitters. On. I would also
2: personally love to see Alec Manoa do opening day, um, oh, but just let the yeah. I mean, cause you know, that's, but that's your young guy that, you know, you built in the organization that I know a lot of Jays fans really like myself included, who also has just really, you know, filthy, filthy pitches. Um, he'd be fun on opening day. I, I really, I wouldn't be mad with any of those five on opening day, but I think it's probably going to be Barrios.
1: You know, what's funny is I say, like, Oh, it won't be a Manoa. And then the giants, like, it's probably going to be Logan Webb, the young kid, not the guy they just gave 22 million a year. <laughs> right.
2: Right. You know, sometimes that's just that's uh, just how it be.
1: Yeah.
0: And as fun of a debate as this is, uh, now that I'm thinking about it, we are in a very shortened spring training. So it's probably just going to be not necessarily a super chosen opening day starter. You know, yeah. it's just going to be like, however, yeah. however the machine. They'll just make Nate about. Pearson start opening. Day. Yeah, just for not? the
2: memes, just to throw somebody that no one thought would even be in the rotation.
0: Yeah, I'm going to just put my money on Ryu. I just the old oh, guy. Yeah. No, that's he's, fair. He's prepped, and there might be some weird stuff in spring training, but Ryu's just going to be there and steady. He's going to be like, I don't know, I'll take the ball. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that is just sort of like the attitude that I feel like Ryu has. He's one of like the
2: most just like like relaxed dudes.
1: <laughs> so that's pretty funny. We're all going a different person. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I guess now it's time to cover the signs that not many people really care about. Well, I mean, there's still there's some more. There's some there's more no, big no. names. Uh, I, I know, but before we get there, we got to get through some of the other ones. Okay. Kurt Suzuki to the Angels. I don't know why that guy's still playing baseball. I
0: thought he was well, like, 45 uh, years old. Well, this, I think this is uh, their stud, ace, Michael Lorenzen's personal catcher. That's what I think. No. <laughs> yep, definitely. Yep.
1: Okay. <laughs> Next <laughs> is uh, Jordan Lyles to the Orioles, which um, RIP to Jordan Lyles' career. Yeah. Um, hey, he's getting and five and a half million. That's I know, solid. good for Jordan Lyles. Just no, it's, it's great, it, but sucks. it is the Orioles, it is the Orioles. So, uh, yeah, so there's the uh, next Kershaw to the Dodgers one year 17 million. I think if you're surprised by this, you're pretty dumb.
2: I'm only surprised <laughs> that it's 17 million.
1: Yeah, I could agree with that. It the amount is kind of oh, but then again, it's Clayton it's Kershaw. Kershaw, right? Like, yep. When healthy, one of the best guys to ever do it in this generation. So pretty much. It's not yeah. that
0: crazy. Well, actually. yeah. Um and it's funny, we're talking about opening day stuff. In the last few years we've seen where probably Walker Bueller has been at least coming into the season. Yeah. The best starter on the Dodgers, but Kershaw get that opening day start because it's Clayton Kershaw. It's Clayton Kershaw. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's Kershaw. I mean, obviously, no one on the Jays is an all-time great like Kershaw. Sure. Um, but I, know, I guess something to kind of consider with that
1: debate. But Yeah, no, yeah. also it's true. It is interesting. Uh, next, we have Joe Kelly to the White Sox, which White Sox are just – they have a lot of power right-handed arms in that bullpen, don't they? They have a really – Pretty strong right. bullpen, actually, Indeed. coming into next yeah, year. Yeah, I didn't even think about that until I said it yeah. out loud Gr- right now.
2: Granted, they like, may lose some of those players in trades yet, but, I mean, that is still shaping up
0: to be a, a very, very strong bullpen. Yeah, they got Graveman. They got Hendricks. They got Aaron Bummer. That's a lefty that could sling it. They got they Kimbrel, Kimbrel? Yeah, Crochet, another lefty that could sling it. Bummer. They got Cal <laughs>
1: Crick. The ex-giant. Yep. <laughs> That's yeah, an interesting little bullpen they got there. Yeah.
2: I mean, the White Sox weren't uh,
1: they weren't that far off of being a World Series team. So who knows? Yeah. And uh, I just want to give a public uh, service announcement. Uh, if you are an A's fan, you might want to stop listening for the next like five minutes.
0: <laughs>
1: I, our season, <laughs> or the season. Yeah, we'll Damn. see you next year. Uh, so the Oakland Athletics have traded Chris Bassett to the Mets. Um, yeah. Hey, they got don't, uh, they got Adam Aller. Yeah, I don't know who those guys are. So Anna, I don't JT
2: really <laughs> Gin. They signed Ted Gin. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah,
1: yeah. This is definitely just. I feel like if you they were gonna yeah they're, they're gonna Olson's gone Chapman's gone yeah I mean there's reports Linnea's that they're gone. in
2: there's reports that they're in full fire sale
1: so yeah yeah who do you think they get the most for Olson or Chapman Olson. Olsen. I think so too. Which is crazy because I think two, three years ago that might not have been the answer. Yes, yeah.
0: but Chapman's had some major hip some surgery down stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: And some down years. Yeah. Uh it's yeah, yeah I mean, it's gotta suck to be an Acer. <laughs> hey, <laughs> like on the bright side just in side, general, man. That's... On the bright side, they signed a stud, right? Oh yeah. Yeah,
2: Eric. Tings? I mean,
1: yeah, stud in terms of physique for sure. Yeah, man. I mean, you want someone to stand on the baseball field that will scare you? I mean, put Eric Thames out there. But then also
0: be you. the friendliest person of
1: all time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, sometimes you need a friendly giant. Yeah. Um,
0: But yeah, I mean, I am being where I live, close to some diehard A's fans. And because Chris Bassett has been awesome the last few years. People probably thinking, oh, why didn't they get more? For Chris Bassett but you also got to think about it Chris Bassett's 33 um and he's had all the success in giant Oakland you know so but I don't know I do think Chris Bassett's gonna do good in New York because it's another you know yeah. pitcher friendly ballpark and I just think he's a great pitcher um yeah.
1: I'm just thinking that they've traded Chris Bassett and Jesus Lazardo, and they have very little to say about either of those names currently. The I,
2: man, the A's just in general have very little at this point. I,
1: it's just, I don't know. I don't, we'll see what they get for Sean Maniah, but it's not going to be much. I feel yeah. like.
2: Yeah. So. I don't know. It's kind of wild, you know, considering right. that, that that was a team that, you know, was a playoff quality team yeah. and, and was uh, potentially making runs. Uh, you know, not that long ago. Yeah,
0: I think, in this, terms of regular season success, one of the best yeah. teams of the last. Hey, 10 on years. the bright side,
2: I will say, on the bright side, a two dollars A's tickets might be back.
1: <laughs> oh yeah,
2: <laughs> like we might need to go to some
1: A's games. <laughs> but uh, I I think this Matt and trade is going to be pivotal for them to win if they want to be back anytime soon.
0: Yes. Yeah. Uh, I have a question for Brian and Brian only. Oh. Are the A's how close are the A's to being certified doo doo poo poo?
1: They are about uh, Olson, a Chapman, a Manaya, away. <laughs> so they have all three of them have to go or two? That's an interesting. I, I think more importantly, they have to go for subpar return. Wait, wait. I have to see who's on the roster other than those guys. I don't remember. Right, because like
2: time. well, but if you true, still have Loriano, when does Loriano fire come? on
1: the other side of it? Like I don't think you're getting anything major league No, I don't think you are, but so yeah, I don't think that needs else? to come in. So they have Loriano still. Does Loriano go? Yeah, this roster is not impressive. <laughs> Dude, Tony Camp. The stud.
0: Sean murphy uh the red chad sox are looking after him i love me some chad pinder
1: you know they have a lot of uh you, you know who the a's need to sign they need to trade matt olson trade matt chapman oh, no. trade Shamanaya, trade oh, loriano no. if you
0: want no
1: bring in joe panic <laughs> no. win the world series Oh, like, no. at are the A's point, in they, the market for a good a, locker room guy? They, at, at that point, they just got a squad of locker room guys. They really once, once those guys are gone, man, full send it. Bring in Joe Panic, and hey, I will buy a bunch of two dollar tickets.
2: If Joe Panic, so. I can't wait for the spiritual sequel to Money Ball that is just good locker room guy. <laughs>
0: the whole scene where he's like what about obp He's like well, what about his personality <laughs> <laughs> what about how much fun it is to hang out with him <laughs> hey, hey guys
2: what I about his golf got, swing
1: <laughs> i think we got a million dollar movie idea yeah i mean i don't want to i rush don't, I don't care heart. if this guy's gonna win me a world <laughs> series is
2: he gonna buy me a
1: round at the bar after the game <laughs> okay wait to circle back to noah's initial question I think they are extremely close to being doo doo poo poo. And I think that started when Bob Melvin left. Yeah, that's like, true. Like and well, that was like that a was, signal. That was the signal that they are they are getting on the train to do do poo poo. That was a
0: little and rumbling
1: like, in the tummy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like they, they have chances to get off, but uh the way they're going, they're full steam ahead. Yeah. Right for uh doo doo poo that's life. not good.
2: It's not we'll see what where they to be
1: doing we'll see where they uh land when we come to our season predictions which will be coming soon yes oh, are yeah. I, anyway, some other solid, fun deals there's a solid <laughs> chance they're the doo-doo poo-poo of their division solid oh chance.
2: yeah definitely um yeah some other fun deals though josh harrison also goes to the white Sox. former age
0: legend yep oh, <laughs>
2: Uh, Andrelton Simmons to the Cubs. He'll, he'll go for a couple of years, twenty million. Um, which
1: I really wanted to go to the Yankees just to see every Yankee fan get upset. Even though I think it would have been a good move for the. <laughs> no, it would have been a great move. Andrelton Simmons is good. He's solid. If, if you recall
0: um, our uh, me and Adam being the free agency salesman episode. Yep. Andrelton Simmons is now in the Cubs. One of the greatest, you know, defensive shortstops of all time, paired yep. with. One of the greatest defensive pitchers of all time, Marcus Simeon. So on Simeon start days, you got to tune in if you're a defense fan for sure.
1: Yeah, no, that
2: oh it, yeah. All five of you defensive baseball fans, pay attention.
1: Wait, did you mean to say Strowman? Am I really confused right I now? I said Simeon, yeah. I
0: was like, that doesn't <laughs> okay. sound right. Stroman for sure.
1: <laughs> I was so confused for a second. I was like, wait, I thought Simeon went to the Rangers. I Simeon so lost. another
0: solid defensive player. <laughs> <laughs> another, another Absolutely.
1: A's. Legend. Oh my gosh! <laughs> no, 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 They're all no gone. Funny. No. But yeah, no. strowman start slip. days. Yeah, dude. Yes, Strowman must be pumped that Simmons is gonna be behind him because that's like the perfect pairing for Strowman too. I feel like that's something that Stroman hates more than like
2: giving up home runs is like bad defense. <laughs> you, you can see
1: it too. Like,
2: Oh yeah. No, I am like see that. I, I say that kind of like jokingly, but I think it might be true. <laughs> like, like, I think I really think that like Stroman gives up a home run. He's like, eh, whatever. <laughs> Stroman gives up a ground ball. That's totally playable and they mess it up and he's mad. <laughs> But yeah, so Andrew Alton's to the to the Cubs. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think we're happy about that. Cubs are gonna suck still. <laughs> I, you know, I mean, probably,
0: but what eh, what are you gonna do? I mean, their best player is not gonna be Frank Schwindel anymore. So Fair. R- R- solid R- R- solid is point. Chicago. That's so, true. Look, as
2: long that. as as long as the Cubs are not gearing for another hundred year drought, I think they'll be fine. <laughs> Fair it's, enough. Um, I mean, we can make we can make uh, Brian sad. Uh, Reyes miranta went to the is <laughs> going to the
1: Dodgers. Yeah, I I when I read that I almost puked. Um, actually, I think I did. Uh, I love Reyes Miranta. He had a couple injuries, a couple weight issues, and it just never worked out in the Kapler era, or you yep. could even say the Zadie era. He was kind of a one of the bochi guys, and he just never was able to catch on with this new regime. That happens. They released him in the offseason. And now he has a camp invite with the Dodgers to make the roster. And yeah. I want to puke because I love Ray Zemirata and he is a Dodger.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty unfortunate. What do you think speaking... about, uh, personally, one of my favorite uh, baseball names, oh, yeah. Chadwick Trump. How do you feel about him going to the Braves?
1: Dude. uh, I mean, good for Trump. I think yep. Trump's a solid catcher. There was just kind of ran out of room with him and the Giants. I mean, the COVID year, he had a big – that was kind of his year to make a stance, to stick around. It didn't really have a great year. When he came up last year in the majors, played well. But uh, now that Posey's retired, they still have Kirk Caselli around, which uh, we're at the time of the year where we hear about players coming to camp in the best shape of their life. Guess who's in the best shape of their life other than Kirk Caselli? Brian, Oh, (laughs) No. <laughs> not quite there yet oh, um <laughs> kurt yeah. caselli though has put on 15 pounds of muscle that's oh, interesting um exactly but with kurt caselli and days. joey bart there's just not a lot of room for trump so it happened I'm trying and the to braves find... and
2: the braves get a guy named chadwick which basically means they're gonna back-to-back world series uh, yeah.
1: also chadwick trump has maybe one of the best like twitter ads it is a tropical storm oh my god <laughs> uh, so uh, just gotta throw that one out there like when you're adding the tropical storm to your team you can't get worse
2: Man, feel like he should have gone to uh tampa then <laughs> <laughs> the,
0: the trump of the trap yeah dude oh, come on house that trump <laughs> <laughs> oh, my god. oh man but yeah I'll, along with that some of the other smaller deals Brad Boxberger return into the Brewers on a one-year, $2.5 million deal. One Makes of, sense. you know, I mean, talk about just Milwaukee, one another sneaky reliever last year, just 71 awesome appearances for Milwaukee going back there. Yeah. Um Nico Goodrum to the Astros for one year, uh $2.1 million. <laughs> you know maybe that's a guy you know gets that short porch and you know the Crawford boxes does him some good gets with that coaching staff hey um, what
1: position does he play i mean he's going to play all over <laughs> but i mean like uh do we think this means they are not bringing Korea back at all i mean they're going to keep they're going to keep trying but i would be surprised if Korea
0: is back cuz Wasn't Korea like insulted by like (laughs) some of the offers that were presented by Houston?
1: I probably, (laughs) yeah. I think Korea is definitely uh whoever gives me the most money. That's where I'm going. Oh, for sure. Korea
2: believes himself to be a $300 million man. So, you know, I I doubt he'll uh, yeah, he, he doesn't, I don't think he's going to care about uh, strictly what team he goes to as much as yeah, what team gives him the most
0: yeah for sure um and then the last two smaller deals to uh well i guess three small uh deals uh adam out uh to the mets one year's four million dollars adam and Abito had some really bright stretches in 2021 some not as bright stretches as well but you know just another solid old dude on the mets yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yep um, i love
0: it gotta love it um Jake Diekman and Matt Strom both signed with the Red Sox a a pair of nice left-handed relief pitchers to add to I mean the Red Sox have Darwins Hernandez and um, Josh Taylor who have been solid when healthy just not always healthy so I don't know this is just some reinforcements or if they're going to be making some trades with those guys but Diekman has been one of the most solid left-handed relievers of the last few years though I guess last year when you look at Some of the stats, like the ex-WOBA, average exit velocity, not quite as good. And I didn't realize that he's already 35. Um, But yeah, we'll we'll see about that. Matt Strom injured last year, but has had some solid stuff. I'm excited to see what he's got. But glad to see, you know, two good left-handed pitchers on the Red Sox. Hopefully they could do good. I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on those smaller deals or if you want to get into one of those other big Deals or trades. Hint, hint. Yeah. I, I got no just... other
2: other real strong feelings other than I like Adam Otavino. I think he'll be good on the Mets. yeah So
1: that'd be fun. Yeah. I have no strong opinions about any of these deals.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. But uh the other one that did happen, uh Oakland A's legend.
1: Oh, Sonny no. Gray. <laughs> got
2: <I> over that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's just haunting us.
2: <laughs> Clint days legend sunny gray uh goes from the reds to the twins the reds get back chase petty in a first um I, what are the reds doing
0: <laughs> no they're Wait. not getting a no, first they're not round getting pick. a first round. <laughs> oh sorry they're sorry getting sorry. the the um, chase petty twin. is the
1: first round pick. Right?
0: yes mm-hmm. the yeah. first round pick of the most recent draft yes. yes gotcha 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 you're
1: right i was about to say i don't think you could trade draft picks in the baseball no no, no at no, least no. we haven't seen it you can't no yeah anyway point being Sunny Gray to the Twins. Interesting trade. I mean, it's a young prospect. I mean, just drafted, right? So we don't know yeah. much about him. I, it sounds like they essentially was like, "Hey, if you take on Sunny Gray's contract, we'll take your best player <laughs> or your one of your young players." Like, I don't yeah, know. I, I don't. It's dude. The Reds had like uh, they were in such a good situation to keep building on what they have and make a serious playoff push, and instead they were just like.
0: What Castellanos if we didn't?
1: gone. Uh Sonny Gray gone. Oh, the guy who threw a no-hitter for us, he was pretty good, Wade Miley. Oh, we'll just give him away for nothing. Like, what are you doing? They got rid of Wade Miley because they didn't want to pay him. They're just getting rid of Sonny Gray. I <sighs> teams yeah. like the Reds make me angry.
2: Yeah, which is a shame. I do like Sonny Gray though. Um, yeah, you know, he's I he's just... a little bit more up and down. Um some years but um yeah i mean i I mean if you get him on a good year or you know even a great year like sonny gray's a solid pitcher and hey it's one step one step closer from the twins not sucking
0: it's it's weird though because like oh man i like what brian's saying if you look at still who's on the reds they're like one through four in their lineup and their their top two pitchers i mean solid by one through four in the lineup is jonathan india jesse winker joey vado eugenio suarez Mm -hmm. and then you have luis castillo and tyler melee as your two best pitchers it's like they're solid pieces and it's just giving up on it you know yeah i feel
1: bad for the big wink and john well jonathan india is still young so i don't feel that bad for him yet
0: yeah yeah i think india's i think india's got a really
2: yeah i think jonathan india's got a big career outside of cincy
1: <laughs> um yeah. what I mean, I, nice I'm question. just
2: I'm just telling you, man, it's I runway? think that that's most likely for him, um, but you know, yeah, I think you know Votto
1: deserves a better team around him. come on, yeah but I mean, there's been trade rumors regarding Luis Castillo too, so we'll see yeah. but yeah, the Reds have definitely been added to the list of teams that frustrate me heavily. They're up there with yes. the A's, the angels see who has a lot of people the
0: the reds hold a similar spot in my heart uh that the colorado rockies do in that i just love the aesthetic of that team i love watching like a night game in cincinnati like the way their uniforms look the way the ballpark looks just like same thing with colorado yeah Yeah, so i just want them to be good and when they are good it's really fun but just uh. just not often good (laughs) (laughs) yeah Uh,
2: that's a darn shame (sighs)
0: <sighs> that's all I can do A big sigh. Well, yeah. I guess the last biggest move that isn't a rumor, uh, Mitch Garver to the Rangers for Isaiah kainer who's played just about every position known to man. Yeah, uh, really. Nice. Yeah, yeah, so Kiner falefa to the Twins and Garver to the Rangers got themselves a solid catcher.
1: There's also another prospect going to the Twins, if I'm not mistaken. Probably. Um, there might be. Yeah. But this is the rare player for player like, oh, I should say MLB player for MLB player trade. Yes, we don't see a lot of them. And honestly, I think this one kind of makes sense for both teams. Yeah, it's 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 probably the most rational trade that's happened because the twins. I mean, they just lost Simmons right And Dalton Simmons goes to the Cubs. So I'm assuming Kiner Falefa becomes their shortstop. And I mean, he's a solid shortstop, right? He had a solid year last year.
0: He's just a solid everything. I mean, he yeah. played catcher, he play third base. I never heard a bad thing about this guy. I just hear that he puts his head down and just goes to oh, work no. He's like oh, the no. nicest guy.
1: Oh, no. This is leading to a direction where you can't not be a stud. He is a good locker room guy. Yes, he is <laughs> a great locker room guy. <laughs> but, uh, but for the Rangers, I mean, you bring in Seager, you bring in Simeon, like Kyner Flip is not going to be playing shortstop for them. Uh, they have a big prospect at third, just kind of nowhere in the infield. So trade him for Mitch Garver, who I think that's another solid bat to add to the Rangers lineup. He kind of had a down year last year, if I'm not mistaken, as did the whole Twins team.
2: Uh, yeah, but, um, I'm pretty much the most disappointing year in baseball last year.
1: Yeah, but I'm a big, I was a big fan of him. What, two years ago, Mitch Garver had that big breakout year. And yeah. I'm excited to, I mean, this Rangers team is definitely going to be worth watching now like they are oh, for sure they are no longer in contention of being doo-doo poo-poo so
0: i don't know i, I mean like obviously they're gonna be way more fun but i just like, don't see them being that successful still yeah but pitching. they're in they a division with
2: oakland <laughs> <laughs> like but, the odds of them repeating being last place has, i has mean, i mean way better now
1: <laughs> the rangers have a clear spot where they need to upgrade and that's pitching
2: sure uh, yeah
1: it, I think the Rangers are definitely going to be a middle of the pack team this year still. Yeah. I don't, I don't see them direct competing with Houston, but I mean, offensively, do you know what's funny though? If you look at this Rangers offense and the one piece they're really missing is like a power left-handed outfielder. (laughs) (laughs) Huh. Huh? Crazy how that works. It's crazy how you get rid of your star player and then decide, Hey, let's build a good team.
0: Yeah. Well, I guess, um, some smaller deals for the rangers they did sign cole calhoun no joey gallo but you know another great locker room guy give you a seven mid sevens ops um they signed martin perez who's now there i mean john gray was before the lockout yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. but then martin perez is gonna be their like second best starter i guess which dude i mean martin perez i love the guy to death but he's like your Five starter on a good team, maybe like even just the guy that comes in and gives you a spot start every once in a while.
1: So, so I'm looking at their depth chart right now. It does not have Perez in yet, but other than that, it has John Gray, it yep. has Taylor Hearn, it has Dane Dunning, Double d It has AJ Alexi and Spencer Howard. Yeah, um, I'm
0: I'm I'm really oh, interested. No, forgetting about Jake Latts. So yeah, oh, no, I'm bad. I'm interested.
2: Then it may maybe a question for 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 Brian. Do you think that the Rangers are in or uh, are, are interested in somebody like Cueto? Oh
1: I think if they want to win, they have to be. Yeah. Like maybe they have they have to be interested in that type of veteran who could just give them innings. Yeah. Like Quato's not I don't think I don't know. Johnny Cueto's not at the point in his career anymore where he's gonna be great. But Johnny Cueto yeah. can go six innings and give up four or five runs a game easy which that may be what the Rangers are looking for instead of a guy giving up eight runs. Like I think Cueto can definitely still help a team. And I mean, looking at the Rangers pitching rotation and what's available. Yeah. Mm -hmm. makes sense. Here's a better question. I have for both. You throw Zach Greinke in there too. Go for it. Is Is there there, any
0: any chance that the Rangers, we see, jack lighter pitch this year oh hmm do they if they somehow scrape a few wins and they're doing pretty good midway through the season they look like they're in that you know 12 team playoff is there any way they try and rush up jack lighter
1: here's what i will say is that would be spicy if we are at the all-star break maybe even if they're at the All-Star break and they look like they are kind of like settled in a playoff spot and Jack Leiter's pitching well in minors and they are desperate for another pitcher and it doesn't look like they can afford. And I think it's important that it's like one pitcher. Cause if I think if they need two or three, I don't think they do it cause then they know it might be bad, but if they only need one pitcher and it doesn't look like they're going to fill it in the trade market. I don't think it's out of the question. No, absolutely not. I I, I would say that, like, for, for me, if Texas at around the All-Star
2: break finds themselves in, like, third place, and they're not, like, more than, you know, 10 or 15 games out of first, I think they'd do it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I can sh- see it. I feel like they have to. I think it's not even a thing where they are close. I think they have to be in playoff contention. Cause I think if they're close, I could see them talking themselves into like, Oh, we're good enough or, sure. or, or we don't like, let's not rush him. But if they're there, it's kind of a thing like, Oh, this mm-hmm. is our chance. Let's go. Yeah. Maybe. So I don't know. It That's an interesting discussion for sure. Yeah. I could see it happening though. It'd be fun. I hope it does. I, I think that's fair to say. I really hope it does happen. Yep. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, any other, uh, uh thoughts on deals that we've got so far or trades any of that
2: not really we'll see um, what happens this week this will be a potentially I mean, very interesting week
1: still a lot of big names to uh yep, to sign yeah let's, let's just do like rapid fire some of the big names see what you guys think like if oh, you had geez. to say something as of right now i'm putting right. you guys on the spot carlos yeah. Correa, where does he go uh who boston. cares then boston who cares genuinely don't care uh suzuki where does he go which is oh say say say. yes
2: apparently padres are the current leading person for him but also there's been like 10 different teams that have been the leading person
0: for him
1: so (laughs) who cares i think a lot of people are excited to potentially get him i just Uh, want to see him play trevor story oh colorado i say say yankees (laughs) oh we forgot to mention colorado signed jose iglesias good for him
0: yeah, yeah, he could, yeah, yeah. He, I mean, you he gets get to play in an, an awesome park last year. Yeah, yeah,
1: but that closes um, the door on Trevor Story coming back. So Trevor's, I this door closed on Trevor Story Dude, coming back was closed I, so long low ago. Low key, I hope the Giants sign Trevor Story to a Simeon-like contract last That'd year. That'd be cool. I mean, I'd be that's, so down with that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I in my in the salesman episode, I said Trevor Story to the Blue Jays, but I guess I'll say I'll say Giants. Why not? Dude.
2: A Trevor's story to the Jays would be dope. And I could potentially see it happening, but I, I,
1: we'll see. I think Trevor's story would be smart to go the Simeon route and take a one-year deal, maybe play a second base. But it seems like he really wants to wait for that longer-term contract and he really wants to play short. So that yeah. might affect him. We'll, see. well,
2: if he's on the Jays, he'd be playing short.
0: Uh, financial Cardinals.
2: Kinley okay. Jansen. Ooh. Yeah, stays with the Dodgers. Yeah, Dodgers. Um, Chris Bryant. Was
1: Bryant mm. Seattle, uh, which I think is what
2: I said. may have said. I want to time. say,
1: I want to say, Phillies. Did you hear that Bryce Harper is trying to get him to come there? He's trying Ooh. to convince the Phillies to go. That'd be interesting. I forget what I said on that
0: one episode, but I like, I remember liking it. <laughs> uh, let's, say, <laughs> let's say San Diego. Why not? <laughs> uh, yeah.
1: I'm trying to figure out who the best starting pitcher is <laughs> left. <laughs> I don't know who it is. Uh, uh. I don't
2: know. It's I don't know. There's probably no like there's a way to hear it. It's like Tyler Anderson, probably.
0: No, I could. No, give me a second. Give me a second. Uh, Corey
2: Kluber. <laughs> no, he's he signed with the Rays. Oh yeah.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Matt Harvey. <laughs>
0: Danny Duffy.
2: I
1: don't know. Uh, oh, oh,
0: oh. Yeah, it's like at projected war.
1: Yeah, it looks uh, like Danny Duffy or Zach Greinke. <laughs>
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah. We are. It,
1: th- there is not many starting pitchers left. So I think we might see some interesting trades for teams that need starters.
0: Yeah, Zach Granke has the highest projected war
1: hmm.
0: according to I mean, fan graphs. So and I think surprising. it looks like Danny
1: Duffy is second and he's not even gonna be healthy to the halfway point. So <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Michael,
0: Michael Tomata. Anyway, anyway we'll... Scott
1: Casimir's in the top ten and he barely even pitched last year for the Giants. <laughs> anyway, oh, we'll we'll cover free agents when they have. Okay, yeah, I think that wraps it up. I just wanted to do rapid fire, see what happens. Oh, cool. Yeah,
0: but uh, I guess the other oh, one big more news. Nelson Cruz, Nelson Cruz, uh, Dodgers.
1: Yeah, probably Dodgers. Padres. I hate okay. the Dodgers. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs>
0: it'll will go probably to Bay Area somewhere. Um, but yeah, so the other big news in baseball before that we get uh we're told that baseball is back is that the MLB and Apple TV uh, announced an agreement on a deal where they'll be streaming uh, Friday, double header Friday night, baseball. Uh, so I'm assuming a East coast game and West coast game. Uh, and, uh, so yeah, at first when I heard this, I was like, oh, you can only access it with a paid subscription to Apple TV plus that doesn't sound good. Then I listened to the athletic baseball podcast where one of the hosts was not very sure was saying oh no you just need the app to stream it and i was like that sounds really cool then i actually did some research <laughs> and uh <laughs> the research said that for a limited time at the start of the year you will be able to access friday night baseball games for free just on the apple tv app i'm just you probably have to put in your email still but you don't have to pay anything yeah. to access friday night baseball but it said for a limited time so i'm assuming after you know a couple of weeks or so you're you're only going to be able to access these Friday night baseball games with the paid subscription to Apple TV plus. Um, so yeah. What are you guys thinking about that? Uh, Adam, you have any thoughts? I mean, I hate
2: it personally. Um, it's just blackouts, but under a different name. L- like literally it's, it's basically that uh, because you're, you're essentially just locking off, locking off games behind something else. And it's kind of arbitrary. Um I don't like it because it means that yeah potentially, right? If if the Jays are on one of those double headers, cool. I don't get to watch that game. That sucks. That's really dumb. Um, and I, I that's not even considering the fact that I really just don't like Apple in general. Like as a company, um, I find a lot of their business practices pretty abhorrent. Um, I, I don't like it. I'm super not a fan. How about you, Brian?
1: You know. I, I'm very curious how it'll go. Like I'm assuming it's gonna have to abide by the same rules of standard television, but in theory it wouldn't have to if it's only available via stream. So it would I'm gonna hold out, see who we get as like the casters for these games because I think that's obviously important. I hate personally not being able to listen to Cruk and Kype, even though we have the as the Giants haven't had a lot of Kruk and Kype as of recent because they're getting old. But even the other guys that fill in for the Giants are really good and I like listening to them. Um, so that kind of bums me out. I have Apple TV personally to watch shows like Ted Lasso, one of the best shows of all time. If you haven't watched it, you're really missing out and you should watch it. Um, so I'm personally not too affected by it, I guess, because I'll still be able to watch it. But it's the way baseball is going. It's the way most sports are going. They're all going to be like Thursday night football is going to get signed to a certain, I think it's already signed to Amazon or something like Yes, it's but just, the difference there is that that is streamed like free on Twitch. Yeah, no, and that's what I'm saying. It just depends what it turns into. Hiding it behind a paid subscription, yes. long term is not the best way to go. I hate that. Yeah, I hate it a lot. But it's the fact of that's where everything's going in a sense. So hopefully we get, which is crazy because you're still gonna have commercials. Like they're gonna make so much money off of it anyways. Like, yep, and then. Yeah, I don't which,
2: know. again, is one of the things that I, I hate the most about it, which is essentially they're like, hey, pay uh, extra that you normally wouldn't pay to watch this game. And by the way, we're not going to make it like a better thing.
1: Yeah, which I think we need to hold on. Maybe they do make it better. thing. Maybe they do. Apple's going to do. I don't trust but Apple to do that, though. One of the positives I will say is of all the subscription services, Apple is like the cheapest. So take that for what it is. I don't know i'm gonna not judge too harshly until we see what it is
2: i don't know it just i just know that um yeah it just leaves a bad taste in my mouth i'm not i'm just super like not a fan of it
0: yeah well you know i think like you said we'll see one of the um exciting parts of this is that the stream will be free from local broadcast restrictions
1: oh that's Um, huge then so i
0: think that this might be a little bit of an experiment to see what kind of you know, how that affects local cable money Um, when you take games away, like don't restrict them in terms of those blackouts. And hopefully that will eventually lead to MLB TV getting rid of blackout restrictions and maybe all subscription services like MLB TV doing that. Okay. Um, Uh,
1: If it's not doing anything with the local broadcast, I think there's nothing wrong with this then. Because all that's doing is giving a fan access to more games they wouldn't normally have. If If they they have have, Apple TV. If they have Apple TV. If you have Apple TV, but the only other way to get access to more games is pay for MLB TV or pay for something else. Yes, but that gives you access to way more games. But those are also way more expensive than Apple TV. So that's why I don't really have any problem with it like it's set up because it's just... No matter what, like if you have your local games, you're going to have to pay for additional games in theory. So this just gives a person who already pays for Apple TV a chance to watch more games instead of having to get another service on top of the service they already pay for or something like that. So, so yeah, I have zero problems with how it's set up. For 100%. me, as
0: someone that does not have cable and just has um, Apple TV, I mean, not Apple TV, uh, MLB <laughs> TV yep. to watch my baseball games, this is kind of annoying because I know the Red Sox are probably going to be on some Friday night baseball games. and yeah. I won't be able to watch the Red Sox on Friday night. Um, but, um, I don't know, like you're saying, or just finding a new audience and for, I don't know how long, but for a limited time, it's going to be just free on Apple TV. Um, and I think if it was just free on Apple TV, that'd be, you know, I think that would still be a good deal for everyone involved. Like people would be logging into Apple TV, getting Apple TV plus ads, you know, Oh, watch Ted Lasso pay for this. Um, but yeah, like Brian's saying too, like people that have Apple TV plus, you know, they'll be able to watch baseball on Friday nights and maybe that might spark some new interest in the sport, which would be good. But Um, I would,
2: I would also perhaps counterpoint this, which we are not indicative of the greater sport viewing audience. The greater sport viewing audience is absolutely rooted in cable. Oh yeah. Most of them don't pay for streaming stuff.
1: But the people rooted in cable won't be losing their local games. True. So this won't affect them.
2: Right. Yes. But they might also still not be happy about the prospect that they might lose games in the future to streaming service deals.
0: No, I don't necessarily know. I I don't think there will be local broadcasts of Friday Night Baseball games because it says Friday Night Baseball games are exclusively on Apple TV+. Um, when I said no blackout restrictions, I meant like if for me, if the oh, giants no, were playing, okay, okay, I yeah. get you. That's yeah.
1: yeah, that's different than I took it.
2: Okay, yes, they can abs they might absolutely be losing games, yeah. okay. Um, because they don't happen to have one of the 15 different streaming services, right?
1: Yeah,
2: um, that's why I hate this so much. Um, I do not like the idea that that we may end up with a professional baseball viewing landscape where i have to have access to like three different streaming things in order to
0: get all of the games like i hate that i
2: hate that so much
0: yeah like as someone that has mlb tv it's like the way that NLB TV is advertised, I feel like if I purchase NLB TV, I should just be able to watch baseball. Everything's, you know? All way, like. See, All and of
1: like, to me, MLB TV is like almost pointless to get because I can't watch Giants games. And not that I wouldn't want to watch other games, but like, I would say 85% of baseball I consume is the Giants. And that's just how a lot of people are. You watch uh, your- I TV. also just
2: agree. Yeah, blackout stuff in general is really, really yeah, stupid.
1: Like, but I, I would love to get MLB TV, but I'm not going to pay for it to watch 15% that I'm not watching the Giants. Like, Sure. But, but again,
2: and that's sort of what I said like earlier, this is just a different form of blackout for certain games. Right. Like if you are somebody who wants to just watch baseball in general, this is locking you away from certain things. It's just a
0: blackout with a paywall. Yeah. I don't know. I do think also there are, a lot more people than I realize that have apple tv plus um and just I mean I think there's a lot of people that you know just be like okay I guess I'll just log into apple tv plus now to watch this game that I want to watch um yeah. but still like I said I wish MLB tv um which I do think is still a great deal and I love MLB tv especially as Brian was pointing out I'm a Red Sox fan on the west coast it's perfect for me mm-hmm. yeah um it's yeah, it's just awesome able to watch so much baseball. But I do wish like it is annoying when it's like, okay, there's this awesome baseball game on I have this subscription that's from the NLB so I could watch baseball and I can't watch it. The game or there like
1: certain instances where they're playing the Giants or the A's, and it's like, oh, guess I can't watch the Red Sox. Now. <laughs> so yes. we are not able to. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, get rid of blackouts. Know. Yeah. I
2: Especially,
1: would rather
0: um keep this Friday night baseball with a paywall if we were to also get rid of other local blackouts just normal TV blackouts
1: TV. Yeah. i th- i think slowly but surely we are trending the direction where they'll get they have to be eventually getting rid of blackouts to a certain degree because in a sense they're just losing money they're losing viewership yeah like it, it, i don't know they they probably gain like 10 percent on one channel while they lose like 30 40 percent overall Yeah. so they're just losing money it just doesn't make sense so i think eventually we'll get to a direction where blackouts will be gone but for now it's just i don't know it just it seems so simple because like
0: a lot of times on mbtv you don't see the actual like commercials that come up it's just like Mm. so there's a lot of just dead possible ad space it's just like we'll just sell that ad space you know and like use that (laughs) to be the money the
1: people the people who pay for mlb tv like nobody cares if they're looking at a blank screen or a commercial is playing. Yeah. Like, honestly, when I watch MLB TV, it's just weird because it just goes blank and then it's like all quiet. And I'm just like way happier
2: about that than a commercial.
1: No, see, see, personally, I don't care. I I like the noise, but then again, I I despise commercials.
0: (sighs) But one thing about Apple TV plus is, you know, if you're going to do this thing, it's a paywall, uh, experiment you know <laughs> like yeah, do dude, stuff
1: dude do something like the peyton broadcast the, yeah. the manning broadcast like yeah I, that was just so much fun and cool that the football did mm-hmm. like get creative make it fun i just i don't want to say make it boring don't make it boring is a bad thing to say because like just right. don't do the same as everything else be different like yeah. they're not they don't have to abide to standard cable rules because they're not on cable so yeah, like, get creative do something
0: and maybe for like like we had talked about in the past for those you know we how we wish national games and playoff games were like having a three or four person broadcast that represents yeah. both teams involved i think that would be dude, a cool idea for get carabas
1: and dallas Braden to cast yeah. like get weird sweet. with it <laughs> like no, that'd no. be so lit dude uh,
0: well i don't know if anyone else has any other ideas on anything baseball related um,
1: <laughs> Nah, this was a long one. Oh, this
0: was a long one. I do want to say one thing before, because Lockout had us watching some college baseball, and I just want to give a quick shout out to the University of Hawaii's leadoff hitter, whose name is Scotty Scott. <laughs> great name. <laughs> great oh. name. And just exactly who you think it would be with a name like Scotty Scott. Just a left-handed, scrappy outfielder, great OBP, not a lot of exit velo, and just just amazing. Yeah. Um, and,
1: also, uh, I was uh, going say before we end, whoever put this Padres part in the rumor section, you should read it out
0: loud. Okay. Well, I was on Twitter the earlier today <laughs> and it said the Padres are aggressively shopping Eric Hosmer and Will Myers. Which makes in, sense. A, yes. In other related news, I'm aggressively shopping for a deluxe mansion.
1: <laughs> Which I mean also, also would make sense, right? Yeah. Like You'd love to live in a mansion. They yes. would love to get rid of Hosmer. <laughs> I mean, both things are true if they'll happen. Yeah, that's who a, knows? Who knows? The only man. thing
0: is, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a teacher, and uh, <laughs> Eric Hosmer is, uh, is a
1: bad Eric contract. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's Eric Hosmer with a bad contract. <laughs> yes
0: exactly. Oh no! Uh,
1: <laughs>
0: uh, oh man! Oh, that's a good note with. There.
1: That I think it's going to wrap up this week. <laughs> oh wait are we going back to weekly yes sir yes sir we'll be back oh, weekly oh. We'll be- see you next monday we'll see Bye. you next week goodbye later <laughs>